Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Recruiting Every Second. I am your host, Blaine Gilmer, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the podcast network for professionals. So excited to be coming to you here on July 21st, bringing you another edition of everything and all things SEC football recruiting related, and it is the End of the month of July here, it's approaching, opening up, recruiting once again after a dead period, and there is a lot going on, and in particular in the SEC, SEC Media Days just occurred, and rest assured that a large goal of all of the coaches when they head out to Hoover, Alabama, is to continue to recruit. Their messages are aimed oftentimes at certain recruits that they're going after. Uh, and we will talk about all of those. Of course, we are going to list some commitments that have happened since the last time our last show was released on the 16th. So since then, there have been some SEC commitments. So we'll talk about those and, and what they mean for the individual schools. And upcoming later on is our feature guest interview with Mark Passwaters, who is a publisher for AggieYell.com, the Rivals website that covers all things Texas A&M. So have all that coming up here for you on this episode of Recruiting Every Second. But do have to mention that this show is brought to you by Bet Online, guys. July is underway, and it's a great month for sports. Uh, If you're getting into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. The NBA Finals uh, just ended last night. Um, And then, of course, you've got the MLB heading into the second half of the season. So if you had been, uh, you know, putting some action down on the the Bucks, you'd probably be in good shape right now. Um, Second half of the season there with MLBs coming up and betting action uh, is involved. If you're a football better, there are tons of futures and props starting to pop up over there. Even if you're just wanting to see the the point spreads and things like that to kind of make some informed decisions, even if you're just talking to your buddies. So bet online has all the latest odds, news and information on all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device and join to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So whatever you put in guys, they're going to add 50% 
then on top of it in the form of a bonus. So before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. So always thankful for Bet Online being the sponsor of the program. And as I mentioned, we are going to hit on some commitments that happen, none bigger than our, like I said, our last show was on the 16th. Well, the next day, the 17th, Tyler Booker out of IMG Academy commits to Alabama over Georgia. It was really a Georgia Alabama race for Tyler Booker and the big offensive tackle who in my estimation may be the most polished product at offensive lineman in the class of 2022 simply listed that he wanted to play at the standard at the the place where he feels most confident to go win a uh, national championship so uh, listed at six foot five 325 Tyler Booker makes his way to Alabama or at least that's where he's uh announced his initial pledge and commitment to. Then you have Patrick Kudis out of a defensive lineman, 6'5", 284, out of Memphis, Tennessee, that is a three-star and is making his commitment to, on the same day, actually, on the 17th as well, to Sam Pittman and Arkansas. Sam Pittman is doing a fine job of locking down the talent there in his state, but also uh, being able to expand and get guys that he feels fits the culture of the program there and Fayetteville. And Sam Pittman uh, really captured lightning in a bottle, it seemed. Uh, there was just no energy in that program. And despite going three and seven last year, he was within a couple of points of having either a 500 or a winning record. So Sam Pittman has a lot of excitement going on over there in Arkansas. And then also Trevante Citizen, a LSU commit now, running back from the Lake Charles, Louisiana area, you know, six foot, two, 215. When you have a guy like Trevante Citizen, a four-star, and you're able to keep him in state, that's what uh, that LSU program and, L and Ed Orgeron thrive upon, and, you know, keeping those LSU uh, Louisiana guys at home and being able to just continue to stockpile great athletes. And then finally, Auburn gets a wide receiver commitment from Jay Fair out of Rockwall, Texas. Auburn was uh, is, is slowly starting to pick up that momentum. Brian Harson and Mike Bobo are identifying players that they are uh, comfortable with, with uh, targeting guys that they feel is going to fit their vision for the program going forward and starting to uh, pick up commitments here in this class of 2022. And they're finally are the SEC commitments for this past week are kind of rounded out with Keenan Nelson Jr. out of Philadelphia, St. Joseph Prep up there, a school that it just produces a ton of talent, a four-star big commitment for Shane Beamer and company. So speaking of Shane Beamer, uh, I mentioned earlier that at SEC Media Days, a lot of the messaging, a lot of the purpose for these coaches is to go there and continue to recruit. Uh, there was no more greater example of this than Shane Beamer in his opening statement when he just waxed poetic and basically wrote a love letter to Oscar Delp, the tight end out of coming Georgia, West Forsyth High School, where he said, we want to use the tight end. We're going to throw the tight end all the time. We love tight ends. I mean, basically just going on and on and, and was 
if he could have been staring into the camera and into the through the camera and into the eyes of Oscar Delp, then that is exactly what he was trying to do because there's no secret about it. Everybody knew uh, who he was targeting when it comes to that pitch there from Shane Beamer. But he wasn't the only one kind of given those different ways of recruiting. Some were more subtle about it. Uh, you know, Shane Beamer seems to be uh, trying really hard right now, right off the bat. Are you trying to recreate the the photo of um, Steve Spurrier in the Arby's over there So in Hoover? So there's a lot of stuff maybe trying a little bit too hard in some people's estimation. So we'll we'll see how that comes off to, to recruits and things like that. But, uh, you know, it's Kirby Smart, listed Shane Beamer as being a very detailed guy. Uh, Beamer was on Kirby's staff uh, when he first arrived at the University of Georgia. So we will see how things turn out for Carolina. Certainly he's got a little momentum here as of late, and they're definitely trying to make a push on Oscar Delp, who they're competing with the University of Georgia for. And speaking of University of Georgia, Kirby Smart also uh, had his recruiting hat on, just casually throwing out that he – exchanges text messages quite often with Quavo. Uh, Quavo, you know, rap artist is, you know, he said that Quavo was giving him advice to give to his players about uh, not to be thirsty and how they how they need to be selective in, in branding themselves through NIL. So if you don't think that resonated with players, uh, you're 100% uh, wrong because the pop culture, you know, hip-hop artists, uh, Quavo and Kirby being – uh, close enough where they can exchange text messages with one another. That's definitely a recruiting ploy. Of course, Kirby, his former head coach and and mentor that he used to work for, Nick Saban, did did the you know made news as well. It wasn't even his day at Media Days yet, but it already talking about how Bryce Young has close to seven figures in NIL money stacked up. So it's almost made in just the twenty day window since NIL has come aboard has almost made a million dollars in his uh, endorsements, which is wild. Um, and then, of course, Dan Mullen, during his time at SEC Media Days, was talking. He threw around the D word. Yeah, there's something that they like to uh, – Florida and, and Florida fans like to throw up in the face of Georgia. Oh, you, you guys, you know, make fun of Florida for not getting any five stars and things like that, but are you developing those players? And, and uh, the development word is something that – Dan Mullen said a lot, specifically talking about Kyle Trask going from, you know, being a guy who never even started in high school to a Heisman finalist now in the NFL and saying that the University of Florida can can do that for quarterbacks and saying the reason Emory Jones wanted to stay aboard at Florida was to be developed so uh, and, and get to the point where he could be a starter in the SEC. So we will see how things uh, turn out out of these pitches. But understand this when you're seeing it. A lot of these SEC media days, these guys are continuing to recruit through their messaging. They have a national platform, uh, the, the SEC network, through hundreds of radio stations, Sirius XM, all this kind of stuff, social media that is constantly being used to recruit. And here on Recruiting Every Second, that's what we cover is every little ploy and tactic uh, that can be used so you can see uh, what schools are, have got some momentum as of late as we covered the the recent commitments. We've covered now some of these head coaches and what they're talking about at SEC Media Days. 
Uh, Jimbo Fisher will be coming up today for Texas A&M, a, a school that has a lot of uh, recruiting momentum, so to speak. And Mark Passwaters is our featured guest, and we'll get to him in just a minute. Also, wanted to touch on a big decision that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, Branson Robinson, running back out of Germantown High School in Madison, Mississippi. He will be choosing between Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee. Those are really the kind of final three uh, that he was focusing on. Many people feel that Georgia is a slam dunk here, and uh, if they are able to land the five-star running back, it will continue to add to that reputation that Georgia is kind of neck and neck with Alabama for being uh, RBU, so to speak, for having produced talents like Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, who are all uh, doing doing their thing in the NFL these days. Of course, Herschel Walker uh, being one of the best to ever do it at the college level. Him and Bo Jackson, arguably the two best running backs to ever play college football. So there's a, a big decision upcoming there, and uh, I fully expect that Georgia will come out with Branson Robinson on Thursday. So uh, that's going to kind of be our news and notes. Um, but as I mentioned, we have Mark Passwaters coming up here to talk A&M football, and we're going to go ahead and get over to that fe- that interview with our featured guest from AggieL.com. And now it's time to bring on that featured guest that we talked about here on Recruiting Every Second. It's Mr. Mark Passwaters of AggieL.com. Mark, I appreciate you uh, coming on here with us on Recruiting Every Second to talk A&M football and A&M football recruiting. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Just uh, enjoying uh, lovely Hoover, Alabama and SEC media days. No doubt. No doubt. And uh, we were kind of talking a little bit uh, off air how these this recruiting really never stops because you get these subtle hints dropped by, you know, guys like Nick Saban, whether he's talking about the, all the NIL money that Bryce Young's getting or Kirby Smart talking about Quavo, Shane Beamer's love letter to Oscar Delp and how he's going to use the tight ends. So there's lots of stuff going on, Mark. But what do you kind of expect, uh, since it is SEC Media Days, we'll start off with this. What do you kind of expect out of Jimbo Fisher to maybe sneak in there uh, for some recruits that he's he's looking at getting? over there in uh, college station. Well, hopefully he slows down when he makes his sales pitch because you're talking uh, at 120 words a minute with Jimbo. And uh, I'm, I'm a fit, pretty fast typer and I can't keep up with him. And uh, I've already complained to him more than once and he just laughs, but I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, you know, honestly, name, image, and likeness is a, a big deal right now. And A&M has some guys that have already cashed in on that. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there for uh, Texas A&M. I mean, they've got an awful lot of alumni. they got a great fan base. And a lot of those guys are really rich. And uh, last time I checked, which is part of my other job, uh, West Texas Intermediate Crew was at 65 bucks a barrel. And you can make some money there. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. There's some, uh, there's some oil money out there in Texas. Uh, so, Mark, when we talk about – Texas A&M recruiting, I feel like two programs that have become kind of intertwined, and I also write for UGASports.com, is Texas A&M and Georgia because of the Nick Williams situation that's gone on, Bear Alexander uh, decommitting and Deion Bowie both decommitting after visiting out there. Neither one is still 
uh, current is committed quite yet uh, to either one of those schools. What's kind of the latest with just the state of Aggie recruiting right now in general before we get into any specific players? Well, it's interesting that you you bring up Georgia. You know, obviously, you know better than most. Uh, I wrote something about a month ago saying that right now A&M and Georgia are each other's biggest recruiting rival. You know, it's crazy. You would think that with Georgia, it'd be either Alabama or Florida. For A&M, it would be LSU or Texas. But if you take a look at the players that the two programs are in on, you know, A&M and Georgia are after a lot of the same guys. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's coincidental that right now both uh, programs are in a bit of a holding pattern. Uh, they haven't had a commit. Well, A&M ha- got a kicker. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they, they have players had- too, Mark. Yes, I, I know. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch flack for that. But, uh, but uh, they, it's been a little bit of a quiet period. But that's the way it has been with Jimbo Fisher. I I was telling the guys on on my board, it's like, oh, you know, July should be good. And then I, I kind of thought to myself, will it? And yeah. I went back and looked, and they've only got six commits in the the three previous recruiting classes that Jimbo has had. So, you know, they usually have a pretty good run at the start of a recruiting period. Then they're kind of quiet in the summer and then they really catch fire mid season and then into the signing period. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like that pattern is holding at this point. There's no doubt. And like we said, Georgia and A&M, as you mentioned, are going after a lot of the same targets, even still bear Alexander is still someone that both schools want. Dayon Bowie is still someone that both schools want. Even Kamari Wilson is someone that both are trying to vie for Anai White. A lot of these, a lot of these guys have both in their programs, you know, trying to take care of filling out these, this class of 2022. Yeah. And I think from an AM perspective, you like where you are with Bear Alexander and Dayon Bowie. Uh, they made a run at Marquise Gross Killebrew, who I saw at uh, the Rivals Five Star Challenge and was very impressed with, but I think he'll stick with the dogs. Uh, I think Kamari Wilson's going to go to to UGA. I have no idea about any white, uh, but I, you know, you, what we're seeing not just in this class but 2023 as well is that A and M has started to really branch out nationally, and they have a lot of guys on that staff that have ties to the southeast. Uh, James Coley, who used to to be at UGA, obviously you mentioned Nick Williams. Uh, you know Terry Price, the defensive ends coach, used to to be at Ole Miss and Auburn. So he's got ties to the region as well. So there are going to be more of these head-to-head clashes because the offenses are similar, the defensive schemes are similar, So, and both coaching staffs value speed. So I think that you're going to see A&M and Georgia continue to butt heads, not just in this recruiting cycle, but future ones. No doubt. Who, who would you say, Mark, as of right now, are guys that – if you had to, if people had to nail down, okay, these are the top players remaining on the board for Texas A&M. They, they can't miss type guys that that A&M needs to bring in in the class of twenty twenty two. Maybe two, three, four guys. Well, I, I hate to use the term "gotta have" or you know "can't lose" because in this day and age, there's such a small uh, you know margin between a great player and a good player. And sometimes it can be development that that makes the difference. But when you talk about guys that have got to be high on their list, Bear Alexander is right up there. 
I mean, you're talking about one of the elite defensive tackles in the country, and they're they're going to have to start to, you know, kind of fill that in because Jaden Peavy's going to be gone after the season. Uh, and shoot, McKinley Jackson could be gone after next if he has two good seasons. Um, Harold Perkins is a linebacker out of uh, the Houston area who I like a lot. This guy is extremely fast. I think that he will be an elite SEC uh, linebacker, whether it's at AM or at, or at LSU. Uh, Cam Dewberry is another Houston guy, an offensive tackle, and it, he seems to be down to AM and Ohio State. Uh, you're, you're catching a trend here. A lot of Houston. You take a look at AM's commitment list. They've already got eight guys from the Houston area, so they're pushing real hard uh, down there, and it makes sense because there's a lot of good talent. And uh, one other guy who uh, has become increasingly important as uh, a player that both Georgia and AM wanted, Kojo Antwi, went to, to Ohio State, is Chris Marshall. He's a, a wide receiver out of Fort Ben Marshall, another Houston guy, uh, about six foot four, real, t- uh, you know, can jump out of the gym. Uh, he's starting to get attention as maybe one of the more underrated wideouts in this class. So those are some guys that I think they would be very, very happy to, uh, you know, lock down. And they already have their quarterback in this class and five-star Connor Wigman. And then also Eli Holstein in the class of 2023 coming in behind him. So, it almost feels like that reputation that Jimbo Fisher has as being a developer of quarterbacks, you know, what he was able to do with James Winston in his time at Florida State, uh, which all, which really does right now, based off Jameis' NFL career, look like Jimbo was really able to maximize as much as he could out of, out of Jameis in that situation. Is that reputation starting to to pay off and take roots there in A&M of what he's able to do. Kellen Mond, who goes to the Minnesota Vikings and, and it receives a nice payday from them. Um, you know, is that is that starting to take root and help him in quarterback recruiting there at, at Texas A&M? Oh, sure. You know, you take a look at all the, the number one draft picks he's had. Jameis, uh, Christian Ponder, EJ Manuel, you know, Hey, he can he can say that he can get you first round draft pick money. He may not be able to get you the second contract. Yeah. You're on your own there. That's on their uh, own. But uh, you know, certainly that helps. And I mean, the way that Kellen Mond developed from 2019 to 2020 helps. And I think there's one more thing is that he has done a great job of identifying his targets very early on and getting in before everybody else. Uh, Wiegman and Holstein are perfect examples. AM got early commitments from both of them because Jimbo had identified who he wanted and went right after them. I mean, you see, like in the 2023 class, you have so many programs. LSU, Ole Miss, uh, Clemson, Texas are after Arch Manning. AM took a look at Holstein and went, nope, oh, this will work. And that's their guy. They, you know, they went into Louisiana and got one of the state's best while LSU is going to be in a dogfight to to get a guy out of New Orleans. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you have players already on the roster, like a Zach Calzada, who was a highly coveted guy himself, uh, Hayes King, who's expected to me- probably be the quarterback at, you know, maybe beat out Zach Calzada and be the quarterback for A&M this season. Uh, another similarity I see there between the Texas A&M program and the Georgia program, just a stockpile of four and five star quarterbacks in that room 
how has Jimbo Fisher been able to – is he just telling guys like uh, Eli Holstein and Connor Wigman, listen, no matter where you go, you're going to have to compete uh, to, to play and might as well come come compete at a place where it's developed uh, in our system, meaning under Jimbo Fisher developed that, those first-round talents and, and things like that. Is that kind of the selling point there for A&M? Oh, I think for sure. You know, you take a look at it. If you're a quality quarterback, unless you're just an absolute freak of nature, a Trevor Lawrence type, you know, you're not going to play right away on a national championship caliber football team. Because the reason they're a national championship caliber football team is because there's somebody else playing quarterback ahead of you. So what the idea is with, with Jimbo and his offense is, look, we're running close to an NFL scheme. We have tremendous talent here. We're building depth. Best player is still going to play. If you're ready and you're the best player, we can start to prepare you for the next level, you know, when your time comes. And, you know, patience isn't for everyone. But I think that in this day and age, if you take a look at the way quality programs have stockpiled quarterback talent, you know, you're going to have to wait a little while. And if you don't have that patience, then you're going to have to go to a lesser program. And that, in turn, may not benefit you down the road. Here on Recruiting Every Second with Mark Passwaters, you can follow him using, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can follow using at MBP Rivals. He's a publisher on AggieYale.com. And Mark you know, when it comes to Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, one thing that people have to realize is, you know, some people may have been frustrated with it took a little bit of time for Jimbo to maybe to get, get up and going, but now it's starting to have that success there. But you are competing year in and year out in the hardest division in college football if you're Texas A&M with LSU, with Alabama, with Auburn right there, the perennial powers, now Ole Miss uh, and Mississippi State getting some revitalization in those programs as well with uh, Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach coming on board. Um, is Jimbo really just now hitting his stride, you think, in terms of uh, getting the, the, the message and, and also the, the message lining up with the results on the field after coming off that Orange Bowl victory over North Carolina? Uh, I think you can make the argument that he started to hit his stride last year, and obviously that helped get them to the Orange Bowl. But now when you end up fourth in the country after the final poll, you win the Orange Bowl for the first time since World War II. Uh, you are a nine and one team. You know that that catches people's attention, and yeah, the message is out there. But more importantly, the depth is in there, and that's something that they really lacked, especially under Kevin Sumlin, where they would have some really good, talented players, but they just wouldn't have the supporting cast. And if anybody went down, the the drop off was considerable. And with Fisher, he has done such a good job with recruiting that that drop-off isn't there. And you know, covering Georgia as you do, that you've got to have a 1A and a 1B if you're going to compete at the highest level. And now they're there. And he can actually say that to recruits and get that process snowballed. No, no doubt. The last uh, thing I wanted to bring up to you, and again, we're here with Mark Passwaters of – AggieYell.com, the Rivals affiliate of the Texas A&M site on the Rivals Network. And Mark wanted to just bring up Anaya Smith as a, as a player. Uh, 
how big of a recruiting tool is it to have a guy like Anaya Smith? Because now Jimbo Fisher can go to some of these guys that are considered athletes, quote unquote, uh, without a position or receiver running back type side and say, listen, it doesn't matter what it ends up being. If you're, if you're an athlete, if you have ability, we can find ways to use you at Texas A&M. Oh, I think that it's a, a tremendous boost. You know, there, there aren't very many players like Anias. And the funny thing is, is he was a three-star. Mm-hmm. You know, he was very under-recruited, but he was one of those guys that every time he touched the football, you know, amazing things happened. And that has translated from high school to college. And I think that not only with him, but you'll see it as as well with uh, Devon A-Chain this year, who was a running back all last season, averaged eight yards a carry, was the uh, – Orange Bowl MVP, I think you're going to start to see him get used in a, a similar way. Not quite as much as a receiver, but you'll see him get split out at times. And I think that the ability to utilize versatile players is something that is, yeah, I don't want to necessarily say rare, but it's an advantage that not everyone takes it, you know, takes to heart. And I think that Jimbo's utilization of Anias Smith has been very good. And I think that it'll get a little more versatile this year. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since we've had a Percy Harvin, but when it's all said and done, Anias may be the closest thing to it when we look back at what he did in college. No doubt. Great insight here on Texas A&M from Mark Passwaters. Mark, before we let you go, let the fine people uh, listening know where, if you're listening or watching, where you can catch uh, your content and maybe what's coming up here on uh, AggieL.com. Well, yeah, you you hit the website. Uh, you know, obviously, we're still here at SEC Media Days. Uh, the big day is tomorrow for the Aggies. Uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, on All Americans Canyon Green and DeMarvin Leal will be here. But we've also got Alabama in the morning, so we'll get to see who Nick Saban's angry at this year. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, you know, this is one of you know, having Georgia today and now having Alabama and A and M tomorrow. It, you know, you're having the big dogs there in, in pretty close company. And it's really going to be exciting and interesting to see, uh, you know, what everybody has to say on, uh, you know, about the competition that's coming up in 2021. Absolutely. Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on this episode of Recruiting Every Second. Uh, and guys, we will catch you next time on the next episode here on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by Bet Online. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I got a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.